0: Good day. Welcome to Supercast Brothers. I'm Jonathan, otherwise known as Jono.
1: Good night. I'm Lister, otherwise known as Zantok. You can't just say good day. Come on now.
0: Okay, true, because we don't know when, when they're listening.
1: Exactly. And you don't know when I'm
0: listening. Yeah, we have, we have to be all-encompassing. And I, yeah, I, I respect whether you're listening to this day or night, and even, you know, good good afternoon and good noon, if that, if that helps. I won't be
1: listening to this, by the way, at all. Just so you're aware.
0: Oh, okay. I I will. So I'm glad that we just en- encompassed everything. So today's episode is our first Smasher Dash episode. And if you want to take it away and let the people know since it was your idea.
1: So Smasher Dashes, uh, when we were trying to come up with the things we want to talk about for this podcast, we knew we wanted to do On Top Discussions. We knew we wanted to do Smashtopia. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to think, okay... We need a third pillar here, because we can't just alternate between those. I mean, we could, but I feel like I felt like having a, a third type of discussion would benefit us in a great way. It was just a <clears> real struggle <throat> to figure out what that was going to be. What I eventually settled on, and that Jono agreed with, was where with Smash Topic we take a character or a singer or something we imagine how it would be in Smash. For Smash or Death, we're taking two characters, or perhaps on the rare occasion three or four or whatever it could even be stages who knows we'll see where this takes us Mm -hmm. we'll we'll look at these two characters we'll look at their personalities their histories their abilities their tools their games popularity we'll 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 look at all this as well you know how well we personally like these characters and we will say okay if only one of these could get in Smash, or in some cases if we had to put one of them in which one will that be who would we put in the game, and who would we leave out? Who do we add to Smash, and whose hopes do we dash? And that's, ba- that's basically it. That's It's a very simple uh, discussion. Uh, I would expect this to be a lot quicker than our On Topics or uh, our Smash our Smashtopias. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is also kind of like the first time we've done a discussion of this exact sort. So I'm not really yeah. sure how this is going to go. It yeah. could be interesting, especially since, like, we only have two voters essentially here. what if we tie? what if we both completely disagree and we can't come to an agreement?
0: that will be something that I guess we'll just get to when we get to it and makes me a little Indeed. bit fearful like you say that it's supposed to be you know a little a little simpler a little quicker just uh, some brisk fun and if we end up at that kind of standstill maybe we'll be nearing like two two hours again so yeah we'll we'll see the timestamp when this is all over. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Never, nevertheless, though, uh, our first matchup is going to be Octoling from the Splatoon series versus Tom Nook from the Animal Crossing series. So off the top, we just want to let you know that there will be spoilers discussed, or at least more than likely, for Splatoon 1, Splatoon 2, and the Octo expansion. Yes. mm mm-hmm.
1: Well uh, We'll try not to go too deep, necessarily, but... There's no way that we can talk about the Octoling without covering story events in those games so to really discuss the character. Right. And while some might say there's not a huge amount to the story of Splatoon, fact is people don't like spoilers, period. There, there are those out there who, if they hear the slightest thing, they get upset. I get that. We're just warning you right now, if you're playing Splatoon or Splatoon 2 for the first time, or if you're going to it sometime soon and you don't want to know anything about what to expect story-wise, Watch this Turn episode around. after you start the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, and at, and on that same hand, you know, you you might not know the story of Tom Nook, and it's a, it's deeply moving. So there's Animal Crossing spoilers here too.
1: Animal Crossing has lore.
0: You would be surprised. Oh, I yeah. would be. It's it's a heartbreaking tale. We'll get to it in a few, but to begin, I think you can take it away with Octoling's background.
1: All right, so, the Octoling. Uh, it's, it's, with Splatoon and its lore, the events of this world, this game, are essentially, I don't remember the exact number, but it's something like 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 years into the future, <laughs> humanity has destroyed itself. Yes, Splatoon takes place in a dystopian future where all of humanity is dead. Yeah, you know, wouldn't have expected it from a colorful Nintendo game, mm-hmm. but holy shit, that's the truth of the matter. <laughs> Uh, these games are all about having turf wars. Primarily between the Inklings, which is the uh, character that's already in Smash Brothers. Uh, the one that was first added to Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fire ink from their weapons. They're covering turf. Whichever team gets most of the turf covered wins. But in Splatoon 1, we learn that there are more than just Inklings. There's octolings And they are being led by DJ Octavia, which amazing name. Nobody <laughs> can argue yeah. with that. Yeah. But we learn that years ago there was the great turf war inklings versus octolings because the octolings were the, I, don't, I don't remember the exact deals because it's been a while since i played splatoon one but uh i believe it has something to do with their homes weren't were being overrun or they couldn't there's a power supply shortage something along those lines but the whole basis of that game is you're an inkling fighting up the octolings fighting off dj octavio Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to recover the great zapfish to repower Inkopolis Plaza mm-hmm. or Square, whichever one it is in the first game. Because again, they they changed it between one and two. Don't know why, but they did One's Inkopolis Plaza, one is the Inkopolis Square. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Point <laughs> is, that's more or less platoon one, and the Octolings are just enemies in that game. Mm-hmm. But um, as 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 you do, you know, data miners, they get into a game. They look to the code, they find secrets, and at one point, people found code for uh, playable octolings in Splatoon 1. It's like, whoa, what? This is Mm -hmm. crazy, because besides the Octavia, the only octolings we ever see are female octolings, so there's always a discussion of, okay, what would the male octolings (laughs) look like? Who knows? But, um, you know, we kept getting updates to the game, we would get Splatfest, we would get new weapons, new stages, but we never got playable octolings, sad Mm -hmm. day. Splatoon 2 comes around, releases, again, no playable Octolings. Much sadness in the community. Uh, mm-hmm. The story mode is once again, Octolings, you're fighting against them, and you kind of learn that um, at least to a degree, the Octolings that are working for DJ Octavio are being controlled via a form of hypnosis. And at the end of the first game, uh, you have Kelly and Marie that are involved in the final boss fight. And they're singing their song calamari incantation which somehow wakes up the octolings or some of the octolings from their hypnosis the power of music is strong everybody that's all i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and one of those one of those Octolings that was awakened in that fight is one of the two main idols of splatoon 2 marina mm-hmm. although for some reason pearl acts like she doesn't know that they're an octoling but whatever i mean come on it's kind of obvious yeah but it there was a lot of sense that there were no playable octaves. I mean, people were still <laughs> thinking, "Oh man, this would be really cool. Come on, look at these designs." And then there was one fateful Nintendo Direct that I think was in March or April or whatever year that was. And it was the same Nintendo Direct that revealed huh, Smash Ultimate. What oh, what a day yeah. that was! Oh man, that was oh yeah that was an exciting day, truly. It was. But they also announced an entire DLC campaign for splatoon 2 huge mm-hmm. that was essentially rock gonna rival in terms of content rival the size of the story mode in splatoon 2 itself and that was yeah. the octo expansion playable octolings became real you would fight um... as a uh, agent 8 either a female or male octoling depending on your choice who is trying to escape an abandoned subway and reach the Promised Land? What is the Promised Land? Well, I'm not going to go into that detail. You can play that for yourself. But the important thing was, we have playable Octolinks now. Yeah, people love their designs from day one, just like people love the Inkling designs from day one. And it's considering that same direct, we learned that the Inklings were going to be in the new Smash. There were already discussions about like can we get to smash please i mean why not they could be in they could easily be a clone fighter or as we now know them as echo fighters which uh yeah they could you could make them unique even but that's that's more or less the history of what the Octolings are they're they're really not that different in splatoon mm-hmm. uh from the inklings other than you know they're more based off an octopus than an inkling is based off a squid they both can shoot ink they both can turn into uh either a squid or ink or octopus form depending on their species uh and they fought each other in the great turf war <coughs> and now that the octolings are coming up to uh to the main land of inkopolis they you know play regular turf wars together they're all friendly everything is fine until splatoon 3 comes around where everything goes to shit again but <laughs> the octolings mechanically are really no different than inklings and there's mm-hmm. no reason that the Octoling can't be in Smash. If we can get Richter and Kin and Krom and Daisy, we can get the Octoling.
0: Absolutely. So I suppose this means that I should segue into Tom Nook. Uh, Tom, Nook yeah, Tom Nook is a tanuki in Animal Crossing and very oftentimes the first villager that you'll meet in each of the games. Uh, he begins, I think, in, yeah, definitely in the original, I believe, Wild World, World and City Folk. He is a store owner, and he also lends to the villager the construction of their house and sacks on him a gigantic mortgage. So, you know, not all that great of a guy, but at least he's pretty real. Um, beyond that, uh, you, as you continue expanding what is it the town shop your home he will continue to expand into Nookington's and employ his nephews Timmy and Tommy and over time there's some war involved where he becomes a realtor and whatever it's actually strangely detailed but I'm not gonna go into the more heartbreaking points where he leaves his home village to travel to the big city or anything it's Interesting stuff. He should just play the games. Uh, nonetheless, far far less detailed behind Nook, but he's a more he's a more storied character, having been along since the first Animal Crossing. I don't have a note on one that came out. I think it was uh, the, the original was, came I out think...
1: in as Animal Forest. Oh yeah, it was remade Animal Forest on the GameCube as Animal Crossing.
0: Well, see, there's one thing then because I don't. No, okay. No, Tom Nook was not an Animal Forest. He was an Animal Crossing to begin with, and that was two thousand one. So, there you go. Collect enough bells, give Tom Nook his money. He's happy. He also he also handles a lot of the furniture sales in town, and that's about the extent of his character. There you go. If an Animal Crossing is a big enough series to, you know, in some ways, I guess, warrant a third character. And if third character were to come along, I think easily Tom Nook is the next most recognizable. He'd probably be in. And that's that's the story of the Nookie
1: boy. All right. Well, now we know the history of East. It's time to uh, go into what their qualities are and compare these two characters against each other. As we try and figure out which one should be in Smash over the other. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. So so something that's uh kind of ties these two characters together which is the reason why we kind of paired them for the first Master Death episode is that each of them have a character in ultimate that they could, they, would, they would most likely be either a echo of or a clone of be it a clone semi clone or pseudo clone whatever the distinction would be right they're they're they are very likely to be heavily based off of another character obviously mm-hmm. the Octoling would be heavily based off of the inkling That's no bringer. Tom Nook could be heavily based off of uh, the Villager.
0: which is why we did him in the Smashtopia episode.
1: No. Okay. Uh, He would be heavily based on either Villager, Isabel, or possibly even a combination of the two. Kind of like how Krom is a bit of a combination of Roy and Ike somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Krom's a weird case. We don't like Focusing on that much, but that's, <laughs> that's pretty much where these two characters have their similarities.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're each um, echo slash clone potential of another character, right? But I think they both have the potential to be made unique. How far they will be unique—that's uh, a bit of a stickier question. It is. And it is. Yeah, and for Smash the wiki, I actually tried coming up with a unique move set for uh, Tom Look. A long while back, before Ult- before we knew about Ultimate, I tried making his own moveset set separate from Villager. I think I had a couple similarities, but mm-hmm. I was actually having a tough time with it.
0: Yeah, it is it is it is difficult space. I think because um, so far, Isabel is a semi clone of Villager, but she and she still maintains that similar standard special of having pocket. So it's yes and I think that we can extend the general idea, kind of like how uh, all the Star Fox characters are, are derivative of one another, Castlevania characters are del- derivative of one another, almost every Fire Emblem character has a freaking counter we can probably presume that regardless of what we can think of for Tom Nook, if he were in Smash Brothers, he will probably have Pocket as a standard special
1: I agree, and I think that's fair Mm-hmm. I think that would be the case for any uh, future Animal Crossing characters that we would get in Smash. I think they're mm-hmm. all going to get Pocket, which mm-hmm. I'm okay with. I mean, that's it's a unique quality of that franchise, and yeah. honestly, th- none of them are fighters, so it kind of makes sense to give them some a unique trait of their own, and we're not really ever going to get a high amount of Animal Crossing characters. It's no, never going to be a fire and bone situation. No, no, it's not. It's just not going to happen. If anything, so if I think gets, we'll get
0: Nook and then no one else.
1: The, there, I, I would say there's one other character, at least of those that have been currently revealed in Animal Crossing games, not counting new games coming out to this point. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a fourth character that could possibly get in, and that's mm-hmm. just KK Slider. Yeah. But that's who knows about that?
0: And they can always go for the Digby route, like I pointed out. That's only possible.
1: True, true. Yes. Uh, honestly before we even got the villager and smash mm-hmm. i debated amongst myself whether or not we would get villager or as i called it at the time the animal crosser tom nook or kk slater i figured okay we're probably going to get a representative at some point it wasn't brawl mm-hmm. we got it in smash 4 and i i figured it was be one of those three <clears throat> my bet was actually on tom nook
0: mine too and i think that has more to do with this idea that uh, the villager is more of an avatar and yes. a faceless character. And Tom Nook is the first character that you know from Animal Crossing that greets you.
1: Right. And, and prior to Smash 4, uh, unless you count Mr. Game and Watch, mm-hmm. Smash never had an avatar character. It never and did. And we have a few. And then Smash 4, we had uh, we had Robin. the Animal Crosser. We had Robin.
0: Corrin. We had
1: Corrin as a DLC. Uh, you mm-hmm. could argue We Fit Trainer. <laughs> God damn! We got a Uh, lot of avatars in Smash Four.
0: Me fighters.
1: Me fighters. Yes, that's a big one.
0: Yep. And then Ultimate came along, and we got Joker,
1: kinda. No, Joker's not an avatar. No, no. (laughs) You need to play more Persona if you think Joker's an avatar. Now is he? Isn't that a real gun that he has? Eh, What? No. Oh really? It's a. Oh it's It's a model.
0: Hey, I didn't know there was gonna be persona spoilers in here,
1: dude. You learned that like the first hour. <laughs> Anything you learn the first hour of a game is not a spoiler. I don't. I will die on that hill.
0: Okay. And what about that Morgana character?
1: Anyways, back to the actual discussion. Okay. Jesus. Uh, it, it was actually rather shocking that we got so many avatars in Smash 4. When prior to that, it was like nothing. We were getting the actual characters. Now it's kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, player characters? Yeah, sure, you're in. Okay, no problem. For some mm-hmm. reason, I'm not, not Not that I'm like against it or anything. It was just weird to get so many all at once. Yeah. And then th- and then even after we got Villager, I thought, okay, so our second character will be Tom Nook, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. We got shocked by Isabel. Came out of nowhere. None, none yeah. of the leaks even mentioned her.
0: Yeah. That's right.
1: Real or fake. It was like holy mm-hmm. shit.
0: Yeah, that that was interesting. It in hindsight it's not too much of a surprise that she's in because she really became uh quick. She got to, a lot of
1: popularity in New Leaf.
0: Ex- exactly. And she she was quick to be something the fan base clinged on to. So it makes sense in those regards. Uh, no hard feelings. I like that she's in the game, but if uh, yeah, I'm fine with yeah, Tom Nook though, and she gave us she gave us a precedent because there was that initial shock where you're like, oh, she's not an echo. So I think going forward it would make sense because you know she doesn't uh, apply her her model doesn't apply to Villager's model, and that's kind of why they couldn't work that out. So Tom Nook would be much of the same. He is a tanuki, so he's not a dog. He is not a person cannot be a straight Echo and, and I do um, have some move ideas
1: I, I don't know, I, I think he still could theoretically be an Echo uh, his, his model is close enough that I don't think it's that much I mean, we've considered a warts Echo off of Bowser
0: it's true, I just read somewhere recently that that's why Sakura decided to make give her the distinction of being a semi-clone
1: well, it, it, it was definitely uh, I think a lot of it came from the different animations too Yeah, Like, uh, her falling animation, she, um, like, clutches her skirt and makes sure that it doesn't fly upwards. Well, Villager's not (laughs) going to do that. Meanwhile, if you go with, like, depending on the design you do with Tamuk, he could kind of do that, too. Because his classic design is just him wearing, essentially, a, uh, I I don't know the actual Japanese, the the name for the Japanese style of clothing. Mm -hmm. But to my ignorant American eyes, it kind (laughs) of looks like a towel. So he's yeah, got a towel around yeah, to his it. waist, mm-hmm. and he's not going to want that to flare up, so he might be, mm-hmm. you know, holding that down too. That's true. That's true. But you said you had some move ideas.
0: I do have some move ideas. So go ahead and hit us. A common thing, and and this is this was in a lot of like Isabel move sets over over time before she was revealed for Ultimate Two, is mm-hmm. to just have a furniture leaf. So you get the furniture leaf, you throw it hits the ground, hits an an opponent, or, you know, a certain amount of time passes by and it becomes a piece of furniture, whether that's a chair or a couch or a TV or what have you, or, you know, a lamp, whatever, I don't know. Um, But it could could have a little bit of a random element to it, like Kirby's down special, Mm -hmm. uh, where he just throws it, and depending on the type of furniture, it'll, you know, deal a little more knockback, Deal X property or that property a little more damage, a little less damage. Glammo. And maybe the furniture can stay on screen for a little bit and be a defensive unit like the tree.
1: I was about to say, uh, I'm guessing this is supposed to be sort of like a side special playing off of uh, how Villager does his tree.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Mm mm-hmm. uh, You know, beyond that, maybe I should have said. Actually, stayed... no.
1: That's Villager's down special. What's wrong with me?
0: Yeah. I was th- I was thinking I think it could work as either a side special or a down special in, in Tom's yeah. case. So, um beyond that, I don't have anything specific in mind for him other than because, you know, his his two big things that he has going for him as far as a character are his association with bells and his association with furniture through the store. Actually three mm-hmm. things. Because then there's also house construction. So I'm not sure. Maybe his final smash would involve building just like Villager's final smash.
1: Yeah, Villager and, and Isabelle's.
0: Yeah, Villager and Isabelle's, that's right. Um he can make nooking tins with Timmy and Tommy, but it would still be making something with with some of the nooks. Makes uh, sense. Yep. Standard special probably pocket. I mean, let's get real. I oh, agree. Um
1: I I've got a see. I've got a I got a couple ideas as well for you. Oh yeah. Yes, uh, for his uh, up special. So all both Vilger and Isabel use a gyroid in some way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Vilger can use it to oh, rocket forward. Yeah. Isabel can use it to plant a trap. So mm-hmm. why don't we why don't we have uh, Tom Nook actually use it as a rocket and fly into the air a, a distance?
0: Nice, nice. And would uh, that be something that a little
1: bit? Yeah. Hmm? Instead okay. of how Vilger and Isabel both use balloons in two different ways, instead. Uh, rocket Raccoon's getting Rocket Raccoon. Tom Nook, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Tom Nook, not Rocket Raccoon. This is not Marvel versus Well, he,
0: he becomes Rocket Raccoon, <laughs> essentially in a way.
1: Yes, yeah, that's that must have been where I got it from. He <laughs> turns into Rocket Raccoon and he flies off with Groot. But no, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, wow, that's a flub. <laughs> but yeah, oh, he man. essentially will rocket on up, getting straight to the point. Uh, another idea I had, and I don't know if this would be like a side or down or what have you, but mm-hmm. you mentioned like Tom Tom Look's big things are selling you items, be it furniture or tools or whatnot, and upgrading mm-hmm. your house. Sometimes even if you don't ask for it, he upgrades your house. And it's like, Oh hey look, I see you paid off my the debt you had to me. Here, let me give you an upgrade. By the way, yeah. you're in debt again. Yeah. That sneaky little raccoon. But what do we? Why can't he throw bags of bells? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you could you could have it so that um maybe maybe it's a chargeable type move, where he shakes his bag a little bit and it just gets it gets slightly bigger as you as you charge it up. Then he throws mm-hmm. it, and the bigger the bell, the bigger the bag, maybe the shorter it goes, possibly, but definitely the more damage it does.
0: Yeah, and the more knockback. Know- you know, growing a bag would really uh, tie into his lore as a tanuki too. So, Oh, how so? Uh, I'll leave that to the Google experts. Well, Anywho. I guess you
1: guys know what to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. Nonetheless, I like the ideas. One question that I do have is for yes. the up special with the, with the gyroid, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Would it just be a straight shot up, or would you be able to arc it? Like, you can... As you're um, going up you can move the control stick this or that this way or that way to bring it a certain
1: I, angle. I, I would say by default it's a straight shut up, but mm-hmm. I don't see why you couldn't <coughs> alter it if you really wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Give give it or some
0: not. of that like uh, K roll copter kinda kind of vibe, you mm-hmm. know.
1: Yeah. probably not like to a huge degree. And oh yeah. no. and I, I imagine it going at roughly the same speed as Villager's Lloyd Rocket.
0: I agree. I agree. Like that
1: that just makes sense. Oh my god, we're, I'm I, I'm declaring this right now. The move is called Rocket Raccoon. I don't care. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> I, I, I'm deciding yep. that right now because yep. I was just thinking, was like, oh, why don't we? It's a shame that Villager's movie is called Lloyd Rocket because this one is actually rocketing into the sky. I was like, you know what, Rocket Raccoon? is screwed. I don't care anymore. Yeah, that, <laughs> not that we're making work. a full Smash Topia article out of Tom Nook, but mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe ideas expressed in this episode will make us want to. Uh, focus on these characters for Smashtopia articles, it's possible.
0: That's true. That's very that, that's true. Another,
1: that's another reason why we have Smash because it, it might give us new ideas that we hadn't thought of before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, something I, I just thought of, too, is maybe we can incorporate since, he, since he's such a tycoon, there's a lottery machine and Nook's Granny, maybe mm-hmm. that could be involved in his moveset somehow uh, to differentiate a Final Smash or something. I'm not really sure, but we're not like you said, we're not going into the nitty-gritty of the moveset anyway. Just kind of right. lobbing ideas out there. Yes.
1: The point is and, that he can uh, be a
0: plausible semi-clone, for
1: sure. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else to say on Tom Nook? Uh,
0: you know, I like Tom Nook. I'm not going to profess profess myself as an Animal Crossing uh, god Guru. or anything. I've Yeah, I've really only played a couple games in the series. But he's, he's, a, he's a cool dude, and I would like to see him in Smash one day, but before we talk about where he would sort of hold precedence, I guess we'll jump into Octolings.
1: Alright, so the Octoling. Much like Tom Nook, they are most likely going to fit the role of a semi-clone, possibly even straight clone status, although I personally don't want them to be straight clone status. If I'm looking at the reality of Smash. And yeah, it's probably gonna happen, but mm-hmm. here's the thing: Splatoon has so many different types of weapons, and the Inkling barely scratches the surface in Smash. Mm-hmm. They use um, they use splatter shot. We get splat roller. Uh, I think the blaster is used in, a, in an up smash. We see the killer whale special. We see splat bombs. Do they use any of the other weapons? Because I don't. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I I, mean, think, I guess I could. I guess I could pull it up and look.
0: Certain some things in the standards, <laughs> some things in the stand like s- some smashes, but beyond that, it's not really utilized to the extreme extent that it could have, right? I think. So, yeah. This See is here, this t- kind of taking
1: a look real quick. Okay. okay, they do have the ink brush in the forward smash, a slosher yeah. the down smash. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like that is it. doesn't look like they use any other weapons. The super jump yeah. technique is the up special, which, I mean, duh. Of course, I was yeah. supposed to be the up. But those are the only weapons they use. And uh, they do have the blaster and the up smash. I checked that as well. But there's so many other different types of weapons. And I really feel like, well, they could work mostly mechanically the same, same thing. I feel like for the octoling, they really could and should Focus on the other weapons. Instead of yeah. giving uh, the Octoling a scot. give them the Splat Duelies. It's the new, like, focus weapon of Splatoon 2 hotness. that the Amiibo oh, you yeah. actually have in their hands.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So why not give them? let them give that? And while they're using them, you could even add in the little dodge roll mechanic that they have in Splatoon 2 that's exclusive to that weapon. That would be a perfect yeah. take. Yeah,
0: and speaking and... of Joker. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, he has that. He has a dodge roll when he's using. the Oh, down smash.
1: okay, yeah. okay. I get what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, like use the splat jewel instead of the splatter shot. Use the octo brush instead of the splat roller. Yeah, uh, now for your forward smash, you're probably going to use something else different as well, so you don't use the brush in two different attacks. But you could bring in the mini splatling for mm-hmm. maybe like a forward smash or a down smash or something. Mm-hmm. Um. There's the new Brella. The Brella is such a cool weapon. You could absolutely use it. Make that be like a down special where you hold up the shield in front of you at first. And it can block some damage, but after a certain point it'll break. But if you hold down the button long enough, then the actual Brella part of the Brella will fly forward. And it could knock people off. It can block some shots. It can be destroyed, of course, but it could be a projectile shield. Oh, yeah. Like there's so much interesting things that they can do with the different weapons in outling, And on a bit of a different note, this is why I'm so disappointed with Dark Pit and Smash, because they have so oh, yeah. many different weapon types that they could have Absolutely. taken Uprising and given him so it can be different from Pit and they didn't do it. Now granted, you know, Echoes, you, you have less time to developing, so fine. Oh yeah, but, but for to Ultimate. But to bring him back cause... a third time, he needs some unique tools. He does. Come on. He does.
0: Totally agreed. Um mm-hmm. split, and, and there's split.
1: all new there's all new sub weapons so they don't need to do this flat bomb. There's new mm-hmm. specials so we can have a completely different final smash. There there's it would still probably be only semi clone, possibly pseudo clone setups at the rate I'm looking at this. But yeah. OctoLing has a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, they can they can keep a lot of the same standards and animations as Inkling and probably be a semi clone, but at the same time Yeah have a lot different in terms of stand uh special moves smash attacks final smash they would pr- pretty much very nearly be their own character just yes. just for the sake just for the sake of you know classifications in the smash community they would be a semi-clone but it would be a lot less of one than nook would be
1: yes absolutely
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know to tell to their makes, absolutely yeah. To his to his credit I can see him having different different standards too like incorporating bags of bells in his, in his standard move set too but it's to a certain point he can incorporate items and furniture and coins and whatever to make him very unique compared to villager and inkling but I mean villager and Isabel but yes uh, I think that the difference between that and then an octoling and an inkling uh, there it's incomparable because an Octoling and an Inkling just because of the sheer broad spectrum of weapons available in Splatoon and Splatoon 2 there's far more to just naturally take from from the Splatoon series compared to Animal Crossing when creating a character Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so in that sense the Octoling would have
1: that going for it and that that could be a big deal. Yeah, like I think when it comes to the two of these characters, a lot of part, a lot, a lot of big thing where I'm looking at them is the Octoling <laughs> has a lot more potential to be different than yeah. uh, Tom Nook does. Yeah. But Tom Nook has more history. Animal Crossing has been around longer. Its fans may not be as frenzied vocal. as platoons. Yeah. yeah they, but the, well, I mean, they were certainly vocal about hey, where's our Animal Crossing? where is it it's been oh years. yeah we've, we've heard a lot from our friends me. all right yeah people who say like we literally don't care what's in the, in the direct. if there's no animal crossing which i get it you're a fan of that and they really didn't give you guys a game for a long time
2: mm-hmm.
1: but like he he has some more of that history going on but then you have that same token looking back at it there's already two animal crossing characters there's only one splatoon character mm-hmm. but does splatoon need a second character does Animal Crossing need a third character? Technically, I say no on either of those, but uh, this is Smash or Dash. We're still putting one in.
0: We are. We are. So I think if we were only going for characters with history, there would be so many characters from Smash War to now that would have been dashed from that. Uh, we Fit Trainer? Yeah, We Fit Trainer wouldn't be in. Uh, you know,
1: Bayonetta, the, Joker. Yeah,
0: yeah. Recent, recent Fire Emblem characters. Uh, just Corin, Shulk. Drunk. So Joel, yeah.
1: yeah, big one.
0: Yeah. So with that in mind, or Isabel for that matter. So, <laughs> um, so with that in mind, I think that history matters, and that's why there was such a huge frenzy for Ridley and King K. Rol and Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Uh, and Simon. But it's also not everything. If you're a character from a viable franchise and people love you and there's a fanfare about you, I think that could pull you a step ahead over a lot of characters with history. Like, that's why characters like Ryu Hayabusa, even though I would love them, are not as hyped about as other third-party choices or this or that or this or that. True. So with that in mind, I think, even though I would really like Tom Nook in the game, and I think that this is going to be a recurring theme for me, like, as we talk out the characters, I'm like, oh, that would be a good idea, but as much as I like Tom Nook, and I think he would, you know, he this is a controversial hot word in the Smash community, I'll say it anyway, how he would deserve his place in Smash, uh, I my vote would be for Octoling.
1: You know, I, I was debating on if I was going to say Octoling or Tome like, as we got through this discussion, and I, I think we both were leaning, uh, anytime we do Smash Test, we're going to lean a certain way before we really get into it. Mm-hmm. But um, I never really, the, there was never really what was said that would kind of make my leaning change.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: with that, I had to go with the character that I think would be more fun and that I personally have more excitement for. And I'm putting Octoling in Smash. Okay. Well, congratulations,
0: Octoling. Congratulations. You, did it. you
1: got it you got, it. You got it. playable in Smash, Fashion, you got playable in your own game.
0: Mm-hmm. That's absolutely
1: course, right. Nobody outside of Villager is playable in Animal Crossing, so I mean, hey.
0: <laughs> hey, hey. We've done it. So Indeed I guess we have. How are you feeling? You wanna go for another
1: two? You no. Know, I think we can squeeze in another pair. You guys thought we were just going to discuss Inkling and a. Uh, or I, Octoling and Tom Nook, but <laughs> we had a surprise for yeah, you.
0: We, we just thought we were going to discuss Rocket Raccoon and Morgana. But. Yes. We have something else in store, and
1: that's a, a retro surprise. Indeed. Our first pair of characters were ones that uh, had semi clone potential, but these mm-hmm. two would be unique, completely unique characters, but they both come from the NES and have not seen a game since. That well is... that's not technically true.
0: Yeah, there wasn't there is was an arcade version for Yeah.
1: But both of them. Uh, they, they they are considered NES retro characters for the most part. And yeah, those like two if, characters. You... Nope, mm-hmm. go on.
0: If you think of these characters you will think of them on the NES.
1: Yes, most likely. Mm-hmm. Those two characters would be the Balloon Fighter from Balloon Fights, and the Mock Rider from, well, Mock Rider. And NES games had simple titles back then. You know, there's there's really not much to it. Simple titles, but creative character names. So sure, sure. You could, you could call a Balloon Fighter a name. Sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could do that. You could also call right. Jump Man a name.
0: Right. Oh, I saw the most interesting Jump Man doll from the early 80s that was being sold in the thrift store recently but it was i think 80 dollars, and that was about 60 dollars more than i would ever spend on it yeah, so fair. yeah um yeah so i think both of these characters not only came out on the nes but i think they came around at nearly the same time uh let me check here balloon fight uh,
1: well i can tell you mock writer released in november 21st of
0: 1985 mm-hmm. and on the Famicom, it was January 22nd, 1985, for Balloon Fight. So Balloon Fight has a tiny bit more seniority, and they also came out with that arcade version a uh, year earlier for Balloon Fight.
1: Yes, November yeah. 1984. Mm-hmm. But it was called so, Versus Balloon Fight with that game. So it actually had a different name. Same oh, game, it? just yeah. a slightly different name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely.
0: Got it. So, really, there's a lot less history to cover with each of these characters, which is kind of just the territory that you deal with when you're dealing with characters who are far more retro and yes. come from these far more simplistic gameplay, gameplay backgrounds. Uh, I will say that, you know, balloon fight took a lot of its inspiration from joust. So there was right uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. They're both pretty good games. I, I can, I can enjoy a game of balloon fight every so often. Um, two-player game, one-player game, whichever one, either way, you're, you're fighting another player, a CPU, and you are flying around a stage, you're avoiding lightning, you're avoiding a big fish, and other enemies, and you're just trying to pop your enemy's balloon. And whoever succeeds in doing that prior to having all of their balloons popped will be the one who wins the game, and that's pretty much all there is to it. Until you take Balloon Trip into mind, and that's just like another gameplay mode.
1: Yeah, but Balloon Trip is interesting, and it actually um, was remade in Nintendo Land on the Wii U, Mm -hmm. where you're navigating a course of uh, electrical balls that are flying around, mid-air spikes, the condors that are trying to kill you, uh, an evil fish. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to survive as long as you can. Mm-hmm. I really That was one of my favorite games in Nintendo Land actually playing uh, Balloon Trip Breeze.
0: Yeah. I agree. And and the, then there's one other benefit that I'll give to Balloon Fight 2 mm-hmm. is that Balloon Trip, I'm gonna assume just from name alone, that probably had a part in inspiring the development of Irozuki Tinkle no Koi no Balloon Trip. What? Mm hmm. Tingles, you, want, you want to say that? Oh! Freshly picked Tingle's Rosie Land" sequel. Tingle's Blue I mean, Trip of Love.
1: Yeah, that, that checks out. <laughs> Even that, though that there's some out. Wizard
0: of Oz stuff in there, it's, it, it was wacky. Wacky stuff. But, hey, derivative... Anything with
1: Tingle is wacky. Let's be clear. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's why he's my most wanted Zelda character back in Brawl. Anyway...
1: Yeah, I never said t- Tingle's smash popularity that it died down immediately at the brawl like nobody talks about Dingle anymore
0: yeah like but I,
1: he, he was a big name back then mm-hmm. I think
0: he was I think he's overhated and I also think he's overloved like he's just kind of there uh, I, I, I think
1: also part of it was fact that, that Wind Waker was pretty new at the time
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, he hasn't true. been
1: seen since outside mm-hmm. of remakes he has not been seen
0: yeah that's true so then there's then there's Mock Rider.
1: You then there is Mock rider. rider, yes. I, yep. So Mock Rider, I'm personally not very familiar with, but I do have some information on, on it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mock Rider is, it's, you know, you could call it a racing of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. You you are the Mock Rider. You don't really have a name. It's just your Mock Rider. And you're racing forward. You can move, use your left and right on the control pad to see around, accelerate with a... Your B button fires a machine gun. Now, I'm not sure if the machine gun is... An actual machine that he's holding while driving, that's not very safe. Or if it's <laughs> mounted on his bike. I think it's mounted on his bike. I'm not entirely certain. It's an NES game. Come mm-hmm. on. And your whole point is that you're trying to race around uh and destroying both obstacles in your path, such as oil barrels or the quad runners, which are your enemies in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh there's actually four different game modes in Crater. so it beats up balloon trip or just a little or balloon fight just a little bit mm-hmm. there. Fighting course is more or less the story mode of the game Mm -hmm. where, you know, you're traveling through 10 different sectors, avoiding obstacles, destroying them. It's more or less, you know, you're trying to survive and there's like there's an end point.
0: It's like pole position, but with a goal in mind. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: But then there's endurance course, which is literally just endurance. Just go as long as you can, uh, as fast as you can, but you have a, you have to race a certain number of kilometers within a time limit while enemies and obstacles are going to get in your way.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's like pole position, but pole position.
1: Well, does pole position have enemies?
0: I mean, there's other cars, and you can okay, crash you know, into them. Okay, you know, fair so. enough,
1: fair enough. But mm-hmm. there's also a solo course, which is the exact same thing as endurance course, but no enemies.
0: Uh-huh. It's like pole so position, but with no enemies.
1: Yeah, it's, it's Mario Kart time trial.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the final mode is called Design Mode. Which, oh, I love that. Holy shit. There was a creator course on an NES game. I did mm-hmm. not know this, but wow. I think and there that, was for Excite Bike as well, but nonetheless. Yeah, it does mention on here that there was also one for Excite Bike, but both games, or at least at, at the very least, Mock Rider, in order to save your tracks, you had to use the Famicom Data Recorder, which was a device never released outside of Japan. Mm hmm. When they actually did re-release the game on the Wii and Wii U Virtual Console, they included that feature back in so you could save tracks. Now, you can't obviously send tracks to friends over the internet. It's local only. Mm -hmm. But it was really cool that they did that. That is very cool. Um, Both both the games, they're pretty simple. Uh, mm -hmm. One is, you know, you're trying to pop the other person's balloon before yours is popped. The other is you're trying to race and not let the other people destroy you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I will say about Mock Rider, in, in terms of design that, that you were wondering about with the machine gun, is the trophy and melee. If you'll recall, has the machine guns grafted onto either side of the bike. Okay, and so then, I, I thought
1: I had also seen artwork of him just holding. Yeah, gun. I was
0: gonna say there, there was. There's also artwork of Mock Rider holding a gun, except uh, that looks a lot more like uh, like a pistol. Know, some, some yeah, some sort of pistol or laser gun to me than a machine gun. So it's probably both.
1: Probably both. Mm-hmm. So, All right, so that's their histories. Now, how are we going to figure out how these characters would actually work in Smash? There's, these mm-hmm. are these two relatively blank slate characters that, much like your your Rob, your Ice Climber, your Mr. Game and Watch, you got to your Duck Hunt. Good God, Duck Hunt! You have to yeah. completely out of the blue for these guys.
0: You do. You do. And I think in terms of Balloon Fighter, we have been blessed by you on Smashtopia, the wiki. Uh,
1: it, it, Tom, it does help a little mm-hmm. bit that I've already made a move set for Balloon Fighter on mm-hmm. on Smashtopia, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm attempting to pull up right this second.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Okay, Balloon Fighter... So, so, the moves that I had, Balloon Fighter, oh, right. I came up with a whole mechanic for this guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so, what I had put together was for his standard special, you know, he, he first of all, Balloon Fighter comes equipped with five balloons on his back when the match starts, instead of the normal two that you would see while playing Balloon Fight. This is because uh, the balloons he has, at least for my moves, that are highly critical mm-hmm. for uh, how he fights in Smash. So for a senior special, he'll take one of his balloons and rub it just against the top of his helmet, creating a small spark of sparkling static electricity that kind of like hangs there for a brief second before Mm -hmm. firing off straight forward across the screen, passing straight through enemies, and dealing damage to anyone or anything it passes through. Strong uh, Now, like thick obstacles such as a wall or maybe a crater barrel can stop its path, but they'll still take damage and it won't keep going through them. Yeah, but Olimar, Bowser, Joker, Bayadera—it's gonna go right through them.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: his side special is called Deflation. Balloon Fighter takes a balloon. He unties it, and a gust of wind appears in front of him, pushing people away. Pretty simple, <laughs> but it does remove nice. one of his balloons,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is very, which could be very uh, deadly for his up special. Which I call Balloon Trip, and it's a modified version of Villagers Up Special in Smash. Uh, and for this, I see, in um, a- a- animation-wise, it looks it looks very, very similar to how Villagers Up Special works. He's flapping his arms really quickly. He's he's trying to fly around oh, yeah. his balloons. That's to, because Villagers is a
0: dirty cheat and stole that move from Balloon Fighter's game.
1: Yes, he did. It's a straight rip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the distance. What I have written on here verbatim is comparatively. The distance that the balloon fighter can cover with this move when he has his default... Oh, his default two balloons. He starts with two balloons with this move set. My mistake. I had that Mm misremembered. When he has his default two balloons, it's decidedly less than when the villager uses this move in previous Smash games. However, Mm -hmm. having three, four, or five balloons increases, increases this distance, and having just one will greatly decrease it. If the balloon fighter has no balloons... He cannot use his up special at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, then we have his down special, which is called Balloon Pop. He literally just pops the balloon, and uh, it's a it's sort of like an AoE burst damage effect centered around a Balloon Fighter, hurting anyone else around him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Act- uh, but if you actually there's, there's a second way that you can use this. If you have multiple balloons at a time, you can hold down the special button. And he will dash forward with his needle, popping several balloons in a row, which causes multiple AoEs to kick off. Oh, yeah.
0: So you got kind uh, his, of a gambling character.
1: Yeah. And then his mm-hmm. extra skill is how he can inflate new balloons and tie him to his back, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be more or less uh, the amount of time that Olimar and Alf will pluck, or not out but Olimar will uh, pluck Pikmin from the ground.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then his final smash that I had written down, I'm this is a one I wrote up a lot of. Uh, it looks like Balloon Fighter... Uh, any characters that are in a radius around Balloon Fighter get pulled to another screen, which t- which looks like a, uh, which looks like they've all been put into the balloon trip mode. The screen starts going to the left, while the players who now have a balloon tied to their back, they're actually still in control of themselves, and they are trying to navigate through this hellstorm of sparkling uh, static electricity balls flying around, enemy birds, spikes, the fish... And the balloon fighter who can go and attack them on his own. Mm-hmm. And if they fall to the ground, if they fall out of the sky, they're gonna take big damage when they come back to the screen. It's it's a very a strange final smash. It really breaks the mold. But mm-hmm. I had a hard time coming up with final smash for this guy. So no, it's
0: good. And I hope that Big Fish is a character we talk about one of these days too.
1: We will not.
0: <laughs> oh well, we'll see about that. Maybe on on my birthday episode. Uh, Mockrider has the benefit of having had a Smashtopia moveset written for him, too, of course. Oh, wait. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, so, he was on my
1: short list, but I never got around to it. And I was always unsure mm-hmm. how I was going to make him a moveset. Right. He's a more complicated concept.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Mockrider is, you know, among among the amongst the throngs of retro characters, I would say he's had some recent hype out of seemingly nowhere, but it comes back to our friend the Grinch. And when the Grinch stole, steered us wrong and said that Mock Rider would be playable in-game, he gained a lot of fans and a lot of precedence. So he did. There is that. So maybe there maybe there's some sort of precedence among retro characters in that line. And there's also just the question of when Sakurai was talking about modeling a character... With a with a laser gun off of off of a Gundam action figure. It's like what was that
1: for necessarily? What was that for? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like what on earth? Like everybody assumed that, okay, Sakurai has this little mecha character model and it's like we we all assumed that he said that he was using it as a reference for a game. It's like, okay, so we figure it's probably for a smash for this character, right? Mm-hmm. And there, there were theories that ranged from mock writer to Elma from Xenoblade Chronicles X to Geno. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we ever figured out what it was for. Uh, maybe it was for the staff item or the uh, the little gun that you use in the Spirit Board. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's. I really wish we had an answer to that it might. But it, it was probably a scrapped concept. In all honesty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I would love to know what that was supposed to be. Hey,
0: maybe the scrapped concept was, was a playable mock writer. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, and really, that's that's what Mock Rider has going for him, is that he has this kind of laser pistol that I would imagine would not necessarily work like Fox's. Maybe have more of a startup and and more of an oomph to the hit. It, it'd, be def- probably... it'd
1: definitely be a slower, more yeah. damaging projectile. Absolutely. May- maybe maybe more comparable with Falco's speed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but with something more than just like a 2% damage and a stun.
0: Yeah, some, something a little more substantial, like a, like some like Zero Suit Sam's standard special, but with something that actually affects the course of gameplay. Right. Um, And then people have come up with ideas, you know, where you can use things related to his game and also to just having a bike. Some people have talked about, I've talked about using, like, a, a motorcycle chain to be incorporated into some of his moves, and I think that died in the water with Simon and Richter finally being incorporated into the game. Um, I mean, he could
1: use it in a different way. Uh, Sheik used to have a chain whip, and Zero uh, same still has her electric whip.
0: Could, could just whip, be a, a grapple or something. Yeah, uh, yeah some, something along those lines. Maybe, it, maybe a, a side standard or, or something along those lines. But more so, talking about specials here, uh, people would say, you know, oh, he can ha- he can summon the mock bike, let's just call it that, for... The side special, but I'm thinking, let's take it a step further. Mock Rider's identity is really centered around his bike, mm-hmm. so let's have in a Three Houses kind of style with their Cavaliers and their Paladins. Give him the ability to dismount the bike, or to ride the bike, at any given time, not just inside of a special move set, which would st- which would change some of the stand some of the specials. Uh, I would imagine you couldn't really operate a lot of standards. Maybe You could press the A button for a general kick or something. And uh, jumping would not be all that grand. But you can pop wheelies. You can move around freely. It's just that you would have that inhibited standard moveset. And then all of your other moves would be differently. Like you could pop pop a wheelie upwards for kind of a lesser up special than whatever his... Up special would be while dismounted, which could be using the chain, using it, doing some sort of uppercut, something something along those lines. I would imagine. Uh, side special could be zooming forward. Standard could be using the gatling those gatling guns, machine guns on the it onto the bike. Uh, he could drop a oil drum or something along those lines, and and have it blow if he shoots it, or if anyone shoots it. Uh, as a down special final smash uh, I'm not entirely sure so let's just say similarly to your balloon fighter he can summon the characters into a fighting course and and they have to avoid quad runners and oil drums and that can damage them in this kind of a pop up theater version of Mach Rider playing that as
1: a final smash there you go okay now I have a couple questions about your concept there Mm mm-hmm so you're saying that he can choose to mount or dismount from his bike mm-hmm. outside of his normal moveset, so probably like an extra skill.
0: Yeah, something along those lines.
1: Okay. And then it would change what his other moves are to a completely different degree, most like Zelda Sheik or the Pokemon more, Trainer.
0: More or less. I, w- I would say there, there would be similarities between the moves, like how... Standard Special would still incorporate a gun of some sort, but the utility would be a lot different.
1: Okay. And I, I could also kind of see, uh, while on the ground at least, uh, when he's on his bike, he's probably going to be a lot faster at running around the stage because he's on a motorcycle. Come
0: yeah, on. A lot faster, but the jump is really inhibited, of course. Mm-hmm.
1: And I could also see, well, actually, I'm not so sure. Maybe maybe a basic jump is inhibited, but I can see mm-hmm. his uh, Up Special being a ramp, they rides on up and that gives him probably more vertical distance, but it can also give go. him some decent, yeah. uh, well, I mean, I mean it gives him more horizontal distance is what I meant to say, but it also mm-hmm. gives him some fairly well vertical distance as well. And what if something with his moveset is without the bike, he's a lot stronger with his moves on the ground, but mm-hmm. on the bike, he's able to do more tricks to deal different kinds of games. Like his aerial types could be based off of different, uh, bike tricks. He's, yeah. he's he's catching air. He's doing all these tricks while still in the air, much like a uh, professional stunt race biker or a skateboarder would. Mm-hmm. So he's That's... more of an air fighter on the bike, but while uh, well without the bike, he's more of a ground fighter.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be a really really cool idea, and it would tie in a lot with Excite Bike. But I mean, come on, there's no rules here, and and being being mock Rider and living in this post-apocalyptic earth you would imagine that having these sorts of skills as a as a stunt racer and a, and a fighter would be applicable and would be something plausible for the character so that works yeah absolutely that's that's a pretty 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 savvy and i and i like that where we've kind of collectively pioneered this because i don't think many people have thought of this probably not yeah, I
1: like, but he he was thought of uh, two degree in for Brawl because there were the rumors that Sakurai had considered him in melee but tossed him because he couldn't figure out how to incorporate the bike. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of died off. And then, well, the Grinch came along for Smash Ultimate and he became a lot like his name started getting talked about a lot more.
0: hmm. Balloon Fight, Balloon Fighter comes along a lot. Yes, he does. Not just as not just as another retro, but people built this sympathy towards Balloon Fighter because of Iwata, Iwata. being one of his one of his first programming, uh, yeah, assignments. So we, we that. only
1: have Balloon Fight because of Iwata. There's a lot of games that we have only because of Iwata. Pokemon Gold and mm-hmm. Silver being one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, what he did with with tossing Kanto in there. On a, on a Game Boy cart is ridiculous. Legendary. Mm-hmm.
1: Because if so. he hadn't done that, and I, I've seen an image of what this would look like recently, if he was not able to compress the files for Gold and Silver, then Kanto, all of Kanto, would have been the size of one city in oh, Gold and Silver. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've seen the proto-map. It's actually insane.
0: It's just wild. And, you know, kudos to him and so, Balloon Fight holds that kind of sympathy with a lot of Smash players and a lot of Nintendo fans because of
1: that. It's also uh, just a cool game. And it's a an it character that has uh, some cool potential. I will say if he we're talking. very much be an air fighter compared to mm-hmm. Mac being a ground fighter.
0: Mm hmm. I would say Balloon Fight is the better game between yes. it and Mock Rider. Uh, Mock Rider, I don't even really like pole position, so it's like, there you go. Does but... anybody? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Namcoster sort of th- seems to think so, putting it in all of the museum collections
1: forever and ever. Fair, but <laughs> but it's also their only racer, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go.
0: Oh, there's Rich Racer too.
1: Mm.
0: Um, yeah. So I guess that's that's what it comes down to. So we can. This is Smash or Dash. So whatever sort of qualifiers we want to base this off of, whether it's moveset potential or sheer preference or Iwata sympathy or anything else I guess we can just play off of anything and go with our gut.
1: Yep I have a lean and I'm sure you do as well
0: I do and it's interesting because I will tell you that if there were not one qualifier this would be a lot easier of a decision for me oh Mm hmm.
1: You want to share so, your decision first, or shall I?
0: My decision is Mock Rider.
1: I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. What's the reasoning for you choosing Mock Rider?
0: Uh, I think that it's a feasible. I feel like Mock Rider is a feasible character to incorporate into Smash Brothers. Uh, it more easily than Balloon Fighter with the Balloon Fight technique that you've designated for him, even though that is ingenious. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, I like the, the idea of a character who can mount and dismount a vehicle and don't think that it can be replicated to that same degree in any other character that would be plausible for Smash. Uh, there's Excite Biker, of course, but Excite Biker is not some sort of biker from a dystopian future with a bunch of guns so that, <laughs> that we're aware lot... of yeah that's true so it's a it's a lot more basic of a move set funnily enough i can see like Mach Rider in the game with that move set and then just kind of bring an excite bike as a semi-clone like that um that's totally plausible but also not here nor there so
1: well, that's really that's all the character biker half the moves are from Mach Rider. half the moves are from excite biker or not moves, costumes.
0: That's true. That's true, uh, and that could be another plus in in their in their lane if you wanted it to be. But for for me, it just comes down to I enjoy the idea of having this multifarious character who can swap between being on the bike and not being on the bike, and have it be this really utilitarian incorporation where they are two totally different move sets. So I'm into that idea. And that's pretty much it. But my, I was going to say, that's, that feeling in your heart for Iwata just makes it so much more difficult to say.
1: Indeed it does. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to my decision. So looking at these two characters, um, while I do agree, Mock has a very interesting potential uh, with his two different forms that he can switch between, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything really wrong with balloon fighters potential either he he's got you we it's a character that's flying through the air on balloons trying to fight off birds
0: mm-hmm.
1: o- on paper there's nothing there muck Rider mm-hmm. on paper there's nothing there
0: ice climbers kind of On paper, there's nothing there
1: yeah yeah like all, all these retro characters on paper you're looking just like how do you make a moose out of this mm-hmm. you can't do it this there's, there's nothing here Mr. Game Watch, that that was probably the easiest one of all the retros to create a moveset for, in all honesty. Yeah. But these two, you have somebody who just flaps his arms trying to save himself, and you have somebody who's just a racer with a gun. That's, that's mm-hmm. what we have here. And both have completely unique moveset potential. Both are uh, relatively popular in terms of being uh, retro choices for Smash. Mm-hmm. Buck Rider's voice kind of kind of quieted after brawl, but it's it's back up, and it's it's not like he was people stopped talking about him, because the on, the honesty level of it is there's only so many good characters from the NES and arcade and even SNES eras of Nintendo that could yeah. be good retro reps in Smash. Yeah. So, some of them, you know, eh, I don't, I don't yeah, know how you do you're it. Gonna see bubbles it, anytime soon. Probably not. <laughs> Money Mole, the Wild Gunman. Mm, I don't know about mm-hmm. them.
0: Mock Rider and Balloon Fighter are like near the end of the rope for top-notch retro characters from the NES era. Them and Takamaru of course.
1: Yeah, like they're 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 some of the top tier. Honestly, Duck Hunt is one that if you had asked me to make a move step for him <laughs> before Smash Four, I would have said I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. There's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything with this.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm gonna let you I'm gonna lend you some credence too. Your moveset idea for Balloon Fighter is something Sakurai would do.
1: bro. because has... I mean, especially considering Sakurai has really gotten to uh gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Almost every character added in Smash 4 and Ultimate has some kind of gimmick to them. Yeah. Brawl, melee, original Smash, that was not the case. They just had movesets. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's got a gimmick.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which if it works for the character it works some characters don't need a gimmick dude slow it down (laughs) don't 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 include a character or don't don't not include a character because you can't come up with a gimmick for them
0: Mm -hmm. just don't Mm
1: -hmm. do don't do that
0: it's kind of like nintendo's idea in general it's kind of like their idea in general where they think like oh we can't make a new f-zero just because it would be the same as gx it's like
1: what let's remove the partners and everything about pip mario's soul First sticker Star, because we don't want to just make Thousand-Year Door again. The fans don't want that. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's literally what we want.
0: Yeah. yeah. Come on.
1: But um, mm-hmm. to continue the discussion, both of these characters would be great. There's yeah. no denying that. Uh, that There's one of them that I have a bit more of a connection to. Mm-hmm. I'll say moderately more of a connection to, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Which... makes me biased absolutely oh of course balloon fighter yeah yeah it is but Mm -hmm. um between them the the way i'm looking at this and how i'm rationalizing my final decision in my mind isn't just who i want to see in smash and who i think has potential it's who i think i would enjoy seeing in the game more like who who if i'm watching the trailer for this character who would fill me with more excitement and who would I have more joy out of playing in the right. game? Right. And for me, that answer is Balloon Fighter. Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's hard not to imagine Balloon Fighter in a trailer among all the other, all of the other characters, uh, classic characters like Mario and Link, and seeing him there among them flying in and, and not feeling sentimental, given yeah. the history of the character. That's very true. It's it's kind of like banjo and kazooie, but just to a much lesser degree.
1: Um, honestly, I just I just thought of something. Uh, I I think I know what the opening moment should be in a balloon fighter smash trailer. Really? Then I, I I just thought of this, and I think it's really cool. So you start off with you just you're zoomed in on just Kirby on the screen, and he's floating through the air. You know, cheeks puffed out. He's got his infinite flight from the Kirby Dreamland games. And he's just kind of like you know. Floating, floating to the right, turns around, and floats to the left, you know, just repeating that. And then all of a sudden, camera zooms out just a little bit as he's doing this. And you just see somebody flying in from above and kicking Kirby in the top of the head, knocking him down. And it's Balloon Fighter. He, he's doing what he does in his games. He's coming in from above, smashing somebody's head, and trying to pop their balloons. Well, Kirby doesn't have balloons, but, you know, it's for the trailer. And that's mm-hmm. Balloon Fighter's introduction. I don't know what his uh, splash screen title would be. Uh, Balloon Fighter pops in. Balloon Fighter Maybe? floats in. That that was my that's the second one I was thinking after I said pops in, but like I feel it could be one of those two. It's mm-hmm. Like I, I like this trailer. This is a good idea. I like this now. Mock Rider, yeah. he would probably do something like he's racing against Captain Falcon, or you see, or not racing against, but like you see players racing. Captain Falcon's got to be one of them, and then from behind. Somebody just got shot and now they've been thrown off the course. Somebody mm-hmm. else just got shot and thrown off the course. Other players are starting to look a little panicky. The finish line is coming from ahead. There's one character left, shoots, they fall off, Mock Ryder hits the finish line, Mock Rider races head. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Gonna... Kinda kind of a kind of a badass character along along the lines of another like like a Samus kind of thing. Mhm. Or
1: yeah, or if I I do I do like uh mock rider's moves and whatnot. But something that I struggle with in Smash and this applies to characters like Zelda and Sheik in Melee and Brawl, it applies mm-hmm. to the Pokemon trainer. When I have a character that uh, you can switch movesets for, mm-hmm. I rarely do it. I, it's just how I play. Like I stick to one moveset. That's just how I play Pokemon trainer when you know when your Pokemon gets knocked out, you automatically switch to the next one. But it is rare that you'll see me Intentionally swap mid match for Zelda for Sheik or Ivy Sword to Charizard. You just don't see me too yeah. much. I prefer to like stick with one thing. I know what I'm doing. I'm not having to mm-hmm. deal with okay. I have a different move set now. Uh, it's just a personal preference for me. Right, right.
0: And that's a that's a preference that a lot of people have, especially in competitive, where you know they go for the more viable character. Yeah. Or the more viable move set. So. I think to mock riders, um, what is it to to their defense? In that regard, it's kind of like the bike is a part of the part of the character. And even when you're using all these move sets, it would be to the best interest of the player to incorporate everything to get the full. Oh, absolutely!
1: Of... Yeah, you, you've got yeah. the variety. You've got the tools. You'd be mm-hmm. foolish not to use them. And I'm right. the fool who rarely swaps the character <laughs> when he can. It's just right. not my play style. Mm-hmm i play a zelda or i play a sheik
0: right and let me let me ask you this though if we came to a standstill and Mm -hmm. one person or the other did not sway from their answer how would we cap things off here
1: well considering there's only two of us and -hmm. we don't have a third person i feel like the only way that we can uh break a tie is to put it to the viewers that's all we got yeah
0: that, that it's either is that the or go- you
1: know chop somebody else's arm off and make the move to the Congo.
0: <laughs> I think we can discuss that at a later date, but it's it sounds okay, like a vacation.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, you've almost, you've almost swayed me to Balloon Fighter. I think that it's a very strong character choice for a multitude of reasons that we've already gone over. Uh, Mock Rider. Um, and you know this is actually my bias speaking too because I don't hold mm-hmm. a lot of attachment to Rider as a character or Mockrider the game this is more so like maybe your moderate bias towards Balloon Fighter because you came up with the moveset idea and then I kind of just came up with this idea on the fly for Rider that was pretty cool so I'm like oh let's go for that and that's pretty Absolutely much the fair. only basis that's pretty much the only basis here so you know what though for the sake of it um if Satoru Iwata ever meant anything to either of us, and he did,
1: he was a good grandpa. He was. I'll miss him. I
0: I don't want to cause a tiebreaker on the first episode. I'll just shift to balloon fighter.
1: You sure? They we're good. Because you he, could try to convince me on mock rider.
0: I don't think I will. That's that's the only thing, because balloon fighter. Uh, he's just has a more fun design. Uh he, the, the utility is there you can create that balloon gimmick around him and it feels like it's something useful and plays into the character. It's a it's a gambling character. The more balloons you have, the the more, you know.
1: He's very powerful. resource management. Yeah. Much exactly. like the
0: inkling. Inkling, Olimar, that sort of thing. Uh, so I, I I like it, and I think it can be incorporated well into Smash the more that I think about it. Mock Rider, uh, more of a, more of a straight-to-the-point character in that you can have one half or a whole moveset, uh, bet- I mean, one half or a whole of two movesets available to him, and you have that really cool mechanic of swapping on the bike and kind of having this free use of the bike, uh, which no other character has, and... It's not like you're gonna see Link on Epona anytime soon, or Epona playable by herself, of course. But no, that'd be
1: ridiculous. Who would ever suggest that?
0: I'm not sure, but uh, I would. I might choose Uku though, but that's not for this discussion. So, yeah, difficult, difficult decision. But with these characters, there's also only so much to go off of. You can go off design. You can go off of oh, a water programmed it. You can go off of move set potential, which is there for both of the characters. But other than that, there's not a whole lot to go off of. It's true. So, I have a feeling that, you know, if one or the other of us were not swayed into the camp at, the, at a, a camp at the beginning, then we probably don't have enough ammo to convince the other to just jump over of their own volition so it's really just I go for Balloon Fighter now to avoid that tie or we go to a tie
1: hey that's up to you you're the one that's having about switching
0: yeah yeah I know hmm I love you Iwata I respect you you're a good businessman and a good grandfather
1: but you would go with your heart let, let, let me ask you this before you make and your decision. I... Hmm. Look, think about the two movesets that we discussed here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Think about how they would play and operate in an actual smash. Now, right. you've just unlocked both characters. The controller is in your hands. Which character do you think you're going to have more fun using and fighting against mm-hmm. either me, uh, Ebit, your family, or whoever else? Who mm-hmm. do you think you're going to enjoy more?
0: <laughs> mock Rider? <laughs> so yeah i was gonna say Shit. yeah go go with your go with your heart go with your gut go with your ego and at least two out of three of those things are, are leaning me to mock writer so i guess we are where we are my friend it is a tie and we ask the viewers
1: alright viewers you've heard the man Cast mm-hmm. your votes in the comments. Uh, whether you're watching on, uh, where where are whether, they watching? Where, where, where can you they leave comments? I don't I don't know where can, these things are going.
0: Yeah, they can leave comments on jfrom.com in the post relevant to this episode. They can leave comments on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, or our Discord, or our Facebook, or our Twitter, or our Instagram. There you go.
1: We're gonna get duplicate votes, aren't we?
0: Uh. I don't know. If if you want to vote twice for Balloon Fighter, that's fine by me. But...
1: <laughs> we, we ask that you don't, but we technically wouldn't be able to prove if you do. So, you know, you do you. It's the internet.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do you. It's the internet. So, and, you know, uh, as far as Tom Nook and Octoling go, let us know if you agree with our decision on Octoling, and what you would what you would have chosen in our shoes so beyond that though i would say that was a successful run for our first smasher dash episode it was it was fun having that discourse and having it be a little more freeform than our other two discussions absolutely that was that was a good time so we hope that you had a good time too we hope that you vote for mock rider and we hope
1: you vote for balloon fighter
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i know i know balloon fighter from that mock Rider game um so thank you for listening as always and unless you have anything else to add i think we're good to cap this off
1: indeed we are have a good one
0: everyone indeed we are have a good one